cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. <laughs> it's a good week if you're a fan of the hashtag takeover. T A K E O V E R on your keyboard. All around the world, worn out. It started here, it started at home. A little bit of a PTP takeover, the MKT show. Little did we know that it would end up with Newcastle. Frickin' United becoming the richest football club in the world. Takeovers are the trend of the day. This is the PTP show. Senso missed France's insane comeback against Belgium. We're going to be talking about Newcastle. We've got Flip on the line. We've got MKT on the line. We've got Senso looking for a lifeline. This is the PTP show. This is Friday. It's the long lunch. Don't pretend you're working. We're going to put some spinny things on the screen. We're going to get into the show right after that. Cliffcentral.com. This is the PTP show, a subdivision of the MKT show. I've been filling in all week for MKT while he... I thought he was running. And mind, you, and mind you, you've been doing a stellar job. No, you've been doing a stellar job, my man. This has been a teamwork. This has been ultimate teamwork. The vision of the MKT show is to bring to you a locker room vibe. And that's what this has been about all week. That man you see on the screen is Senzo. I'm going to address an elephant in the room. If during the show you hear some banging and knocking around, there may be work going on in the building. We'll do our best to minimize it. James blocked up the toilets because he's changed his diet. He's gone vegan this week. And uh, look at him. He's gone vegan and these things happen. So we had a call in. The plumbers, they're pulling pipes out. So we hope it doesn't disturb you too much. You shouldn't listen. Our clever guys doing the sound should be cutting that out. Senzo, we know nothing about football. Absolutely diddly squat. No, we, do, we, no, we actually know because we called Belgium the biggest frauds to ever play football in international football. And we were right. I was so surprised this morning. I walk in. Senzo didn't know that his France had come back. He was in disgust. He went to bed at 2-0. At 2-0. Like, I was like, no, nah, I can't watch this. This is hurting me already. So What an insane game. Insane series of events. Straight after that, Mbappe scores. So he didn't want me to watch. No, that's what happened. That's what happened. I mean, that last 20 minutes of that game. was. I saw the highlights. It was actually insane. Bonkers. You know, we are talking yesterday, like, are France done? Is it maybe time for Deschamps to move on? What he must have done and the changes he made to that team in the second half. They came out, they were hungry. They were crazy. They were on fire. They must have been... You know like, what I mean? Not those, in my name. We were questioning yesterday, do you have motivation once you've won a World Cup? Those guys looked like not only didn't they have a World mm-hmm. Cup, they looked like they hadn't eaten in months and by winning the game, they'd be given sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> they were... They destroyed Belgium. Making them sing for their supper, literally. Made, sing for their supper... Golden generation of Belgium, that's it. It's got to be done. Now it's done. It's a wrap. <laughs> they are finished. They are Kaput. finished. They're, I mean, they're not going to stretch this out to the 2018 
2022 World Cup <laughs> in Qatar. Uh, kind of that region of the world is in the news at the moment. Yeah, it's OPEC now. We're going to be talking OPEC. We're going to be talking about it. MKT will join us later. Breaking news, Lewis Hamilton is set to receive a 10-place grid penalty for Sunday's race. Internal combustion engine has exceeded his allocation. Hashtag Turkish GP. This is huge, Senzo. Yeah, it is huge. But if you're going to take a penalty, take it now. Because you don't know what's going to happen this weekend. So take your medicine once and for all now. Who's, who's your favorite for that? Who's your favorite to take that? Uh, Sir Lewis. I've got no time for Max Verstappen. No time for <laughs> Big news. That's breaking news on the PTP show. Now, listen, we're going to have a lot of fun in today's show. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Newcastle. It is the story of the day. Give them their time. They have become in one foul swoop. Uh, what's this? About five years in the making. Mm-hmm. This sale um, become the richest club in the world. Their owners are the richest people in the world. We're going to have fun. We're going to have jokes. We're going to give Newcastle their time. But I think this show isn't a serious football show. It's not a serious sports show. Sports is silly and sportsmen are ridiculous people. We like to have a laugh. But I think it's worth addressing Mm -hmm. uh, Newcastle's owners, right? And and what's going on here. And I think the broader picture. Mm. I just want to read to you now. The reason this took so much time to get through the door is that Newcastle haven't really been bought by Saudi Arabia They've been bought by something, the Saudi Public Investment Fund, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the, the Bin Salman is the chairman. Sure. And there are uh, a local Newcastle family who are property developers, made a lot of money. They're part of it, as mm-hmm. well as Amanda Staveley, right? Now, I'm going to address a few things, right? I just want to read Amnesty International, right? This was Amnesty International say, Under Mohammed Bin Salman, the human rights situation in Saudi Arabia remains dire. With government critics, women's rights campaigners, Shia activists, and human defenders still being harassed and jailed, often after blatantly unfair trials. The closed-door trial of Jamal Khashoggi, this is the uh, journalist who was killed last year, Mm -hmm. alleged killers, was widely perceived to be part of a wider whitewash by the authorities, and Saudi Arabia is accused of a catalogue of crimes under international humanitarian law during the long conflict in Yemen. Right? So politics and sports shouldn't mix, but sometimes they do because sports is the opiate of the masses, especially football, and powerful people want to control the masses. That's they want right. to control the image. We've seen the sports washing come in in other football clubs. We've seen the Saudis sport wash through golf tournaments yes. and tennis, mm-hmm. and this is not new, right? So the cynic in me goes that this was held up because of they had to be assured that it wasn't Saudi Arabia. Yeah, fit and proper person's test. Right. Uh, this More so, the main holdup is the fact that Saudi Arabia don't play Premier League for their rights. They effectively pirate the stream. That's a very layman way of doing it. You can go read up and figure out how they do it. The thing here, though, is once you, the door has been open for anybody to now come have a football club, yeah. right? These are not good people. And listen, we all smart enough. Make up your own mind. Is it Saudi Arabia? Is it this uh, public investment fund? Who's calling the shots? Let's not be fools, right? Mm -hmm. Newcastle fans have your moment because a fan doesn't choose who buys his club. And of all fans in the Premier League, if all fans in England, other than those who have gone to the war like the Derbys and and, 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 uh, Bury and things like that, Mike Ashley was a charlatan of a man. Okay. 
14 years that man ran a proud football club into the ground. Totally. Not just a football club, the area, mm. right? Not only didn't he invest in the team. You know, over 14 years, his average spend into Newcastle was four, over 10 million pounds. That's ridiculous. Okay. It, I mean, 10 million pounds is 10 million pounds. But that's not Premier League money. It doesn't buy you anything in the Premier League. That's not commitment. He has appointed one bad coach after the other. Okay. Benitez, like, papered over a lot of cracks. He's not invested in St. James's Park. Mm-hmm. He sees it as just a giant billboard mm-hmm. for his sports direct business. Do some reading on Mike Ashley on how he treats his sports direct staff. It's slave labor. It's, yeah. as, as slave labor as you can get <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. Western world. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a good guy. The area around the club has been left to ruin. The training facilities are left to ruin. The scouting in the club is left to ruin. There's no academy. There's no youth. It's just the whole of Newcastle is just dilapidated. And that is a proud part of the world. Yeah. Okay. There have come great footballers. It is a hotbed of football talent that hasn't produced a footballer in how many years? Right? Because of this man. Because of what he's done. Mm. Right? Okay. But now what do you want? He's just a dodgy businessman versus this Saudi regime. That's your club. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Newcastle fans have your moment. You deserve to dream because that's the thing. I've got a Newcastle supporting friend, Cameron Naidu. I think he's watching today and he helped contribute to something in the show. He deserves, the first thing I said to him is, at least you can hope. And that's what football fans want. We all live in hope. eh? You know what I mean? We don't have to win. We don't have to play the best football. We just want to hope. Just make us dream. Maybe next year. Maybe this will be the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe this guy will be the signing. Mm -hmm. That's all we want. And that's not been there for Newcastle. Absolutely. Ashley wants to finish 17th. And Hell, he's comfortable with that. If he gets relegated, it's cool because he gets parachute payments and a full St. James Park every two weeks. Absolutely. He doesn't care. He does not care. Newcastle have not been in a cup final since 1999. Yeah, where they got. I doubt they've even been past third round. Yeah. I mean, come on. A club like that should be going deeper in cups. Absolutely. But that's not the mandate. Stay in the Premier League. Keep that money coming Survive. in. He's been trying to shift Newcastle for a couple of years. He's finally got it right. There you go. Let us have our moment. 100% tune army and we're going to give it to you. Okay. This is just a thing that we're addressing. And I think uncomfortable things in football need to be addressed. And listen, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because we're both Manchester United supporters. And we both know there's a very uncomfortable truth around Ronaldo. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got a very, very dirty skeleton in his closet. And unfortunately, I read yesterday that the judge overlooking that case is actually going to dismiss it, not based on testimony or evidence, based on procedure, process. The sort of process that billionaire clients with millionaire lawyers seem to find. Right? There's a lot of uncomfortable and ugliness in football. Football is dirty. We know this. Right? Newcastle fans, you deserve your moments in the sun. It's time to dream. We're going to have a lot of conversation around it. But I want to say, the Premier League, you suck. The guys making these decisions in the Premier League. Because guess what? Saudi Arabia or dictators or men with money, no matter how they get get it, are going to try to buy football clubs. But that's the bottom line, though. That's if you've it. got money, then... You're going to try to do it. Fans are going to want people with lots of money running their football clubs. Absolutely. Okay. It's just the way it is. But there if is you have a, more money, you've got more possibilities. More hope. But there are people sitting in the middle that are supposed to make the decisions based on what is good for the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Premier League, this is what's going to happen, guys. This is where you're heading. You manage to stave off the small, the little billionaires. 
the little billionaire boys club when they wanted a super league. Yeah. You managed to come out of that smelling like roses. When you are now faced with guys with hundreds of billions. With short hands and deep pockets. Right. And they decide. They decide they want a super league. You cannot ban them. You cannot take it away. You cannot do anything to 100 billionaires when they decide to leave the Premier League. Centi billionaires. Yes. You have been suckling at the teat of these billionaires for a long time. They're going to leave you. They're all going to leave you Premier League. Listen, I just want to talk about Saudi Arabia and football. You just have to do a bit of a Google search. 2018, Saudi Arabia denies punishing players for losing World Cup opener. Remember they lost 5-0 against Russia. Mm. And the players got threatened with punishment. That they had to deny we ever said that. The fact that that's a story, there's no smoke without fire. Again in 2018, a Saudi Arabian footballer was threatened with legitimate jail time for dabbing. Okay? That's ridiculous. Dabbing is a criminal offense in Saudi Arabia because it elicits drug and celebrates drug culture. Okay? I think it should be banned and should be arrested for dabbing, period, because it imitates moron culture. But I'm an old man who shouts at clouds. Okay? <laughs> I'm not saying Alain Saint-Maximin gets flogged in the streets the next time he dribbles the ball out for a goal kick. Okay. Gorilla Africa, that is my friend Cameron. As NUFC fans, we've learned to deal with disappointment. We have hope with a pinch of salt. Whatevs. You guys need to enjoy it. Newcastle fans, I know we have a Newcastle fan that regularly watches the show. We're going to celebrate Newcastle because coming up next, we're going to be talking about, I'm bringing back the Friday Five. We just have to address the ugly things in football when there are ugly things. We're all going to forget it. It's fine, right? We're going to mm. move on with it. If it brings Haaland to the Premier League, so be it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to forget about it very quickly uh, because let's just say that I'm willing to 100% bet that if you do a face scan of the Occupy Old Trafford crew, I'm willing to present 80% of those were standing in queue to buy Ronaldo shirts a few months ago. Yeah. Okay. Fans like shiny new players. Absolutely. And you bring shiny new players, we actually don't care. Because the thing is, for us, we, we aren't in the boardroom really discussing the numbers. All we want to see is trophies and the coolest players. That's it. But the problem is, when it inevitably comes, when it comes, maybe we don't feel it because we're exactly the global market that the Super League is catered for. So we may actually escape from it, mm. right? America, Africa, Asia... It's probably not going to affect us. In fact, we may get a very cool product. But it's going to affect those real fans. Mm. When the Super League happens, because you're allowed multi-centi-billionaires, great word, into your football, when they eventually leave, and they don't care if you ban the players. They'll just go buy players that don't care to be banned. Okay? The real fans lose. The real fans the lose. The diehards. You know? Be careful of billionaire owners. They don't get it in because they... they, they, they they want to be your friend. But listen, by all accounts, they're going to come in. They're going to redevelop St. James's Park. They're going to redevelop the area. They're going to upgrade the academy. They're going to upgrade the training ground. And that's the important part of a football team. This is not about going to buy Robinho and Kaká straight away. Because those idiot headlines will come. But this is about redeveloping the whole football club. If they do it the Man City way, Newcastle becomes a very powerful player. Absolutely. Not guaranteed though. Everton yeah, have spent exactly. half a billion since their takeover. Still floundering. You know what I mean? Tottenham. Same thing. Got close. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of clubs with a lot of money not able to break through. So it's not guaranteed. But anyway, Newcastle fans, you're allowed to dream. And I asked the question, we're doing the Friday Five. 
MKT does the Friday Five every every weekend. I think it's going to be Newcastle themed today because it's about dreaming. And I want to look back at the five Newcastle players that make you dream. I'm of a generation that has a really soft spot for Newcastle because of the time they gave United the title, 12, 14 points ahead, and they just fell apart, gave us the title. But at that time, with Keegan and then with Bobby Robson, they were good, honest, attractive, hard-working football teams. And they had players that were the envy of a lot of teams in the league. I put this out to a Newcastle fan. Cameron came back to me. I said, listen, tell me about the players that makes Newcastle fans dream. Senzo, I want you to think about this as well. No no particular order, although we're going to finish on number one. is definitely number one. First player, five Newcastle players who make you dream. Gotta love this guy. Colombian bandit. He got arrested for firing a machine gun at journalists. He has a range of condoms with his face on the package. Okay. When this guy signed for Newcastle, he signed from Palmer. I don't even think today will Newcastle buy a player from Serie B Palmer. When they bought him, it was big news. He was a big player. First up for Stino Asprilla, the oh. guy that <laughs> oh, the Maverick. The Maverick. <laughs> Listen. It's such a crazy story that Newcastle were 14 points ahead of Manchester United when he joined and the whole run just ended. It fell apart. Is it linked to I'd him? I'd love it. Who knows? I'd love it. But listen, Faustino Sprilla made you believe he was such an outrageous player to see in the Premier League at the time. All legs, all limbs, all violence, all unpredictability. All Colombian. All Colombian all the time. There you go. Oh, that guy's looking like he's enjoying the good life right now. For Stino Asprilla, he was an absolute legend in a Newcastle shirt. I can still see him now. Remember that Newcastle shirt with that sort of Pope-type collar? Yeah, yeah. Him running around in that gave Manchester United the league title. Number five in the list of Newcastle players that make us dream. Number four, bad boys. Newcastle love a maverick. Yeah, of course they They do. They love a maverick. You know the Geordies. The Geordies are mad. You don't get Geordie Shaw. You don't get you, you don't get more Maverick than Hatem Ben Arthur. Okay, let's talk about this guy. This guy only recently he's still playing, but he's without a club. Look at him, trophy on his head. Hatem Ben Arthur, absolute wild card. Broke his leg very early in his time with Newcastle. You did not know what you're going to get with this man. It's actually unhinged because like you unhinged. could get like a messy game from him. Or you could get something like Balotelli, like where Balotelli, yes. Sometimes in the same 10 minutes. Exactly. Sometimes in the same 10 minutes. You'd be like, what the hell am I watching? (laughs) Loved Hatton Ben Hoffer, spent some time at Hull and PSG. I very much doubt any player has those two clubs on their CV. Newcastle players who make us dream in the Friday Five. Johan Kabai, Dreamboat. Dreamboat, Cameron Naidu, thank you for this one. Love this guy at the stage. He was linked with all the big clubs. Seemed to always be on his way to Arsenal. What a fantastic player. Hit a mean free kick. Looked gorgeous doing it. He played it. for Palace at this He did. He went to PSG. Went to PSG and came back to play for Palace. Underrated midfielder. Johan Kabay made people dream just a workhorse. Just clever. Yeah. Tactical. Technical. Smart. Kept ticking over. Smart, smart player. So underrated. Wearing the Virgin Money kit there for Newcastle United. Hey, listen, Newcastle United, I, I gotta feel sorry for you guys when you buy replica kits, cause it's pretty much the same every season, but uh, I support Sporting, so I feel your pain. So that's number three on the Newcastle players who make you dream. This guy, 
not so much famous for what he did at Newcastle, but infamous for what he did at Chelsea. James hates him. He made Stevie G cry. Dembo Bar. My man. Dembo Bar. Ryan is very happy. The Chelsea guys are happy. That's what we remember him for. But remember, the guy came from West Ham, went to Newcastle with Papa Cisse. Oh, Papa Cisse, yes. Which one of them loved the syrup? I can't remember. One of them, there was, was a video Dimba going Bar. around with it was one Dimba of them Bar, I think. loved Dimba. the syrup. I think it was Dimba Bar. James wants to chime in. Was it Dimba Bar? Uh, it, uh, yeah, it was Dimba Bar. And also, um, just to repeat what you guys say quite often, I think it's, I feel personally attacked. Is what you say? Is that that the, the line? I feel triggered. What was the line? It's triggered. We triggered James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sad now. Look, we're talking about his time at Newcastle United, but of course, you cannot talk about Dembaba. There's a Dembaba and Cisse. That was my favorite iteration of the Newcastle kit with the very thick black stripes. I love that. I thought that looked so classy. He recently retired. He broke his leg the same day I broke my leg. Uh-huh. So we are uh, leg break brothers. Uh, Dembaba <laughs> made Stevie G cry, Just made the Geordies dream. Loved him. What, really what does it mean to be leg break brothers? Oh, you want to find out? I got a baseball bat in the car, <laughs> and you're not going to be leg break brothers. <laughs> and listen, we're talking about players who made Newcastle fans dream. Listen, this guy made everyone dream. You cannot hate him. The guy hasn't played in 16 years. The La Liga scoring record has fallen. The Bundesliga scoring record is under threat by Lewandowski. To even get close to breaking this man's scoring record, Harry Kane is the only man in the running will have to score 20 goals a season for the next five seasons just to be in contention. The man, he is the coal miner's son, Newcastle fan legend. He was giddy yesterday, but very realistic. He's anti-Ashley, but he is a fantastic striker. As a United fan, we hated him because of what could have been. What could have been, eh? All-time Premier League top scorer, Alan Shearer. I mean, we're going to take a moment. Look at that man and his beautiful bald head. (laughs) This man was pure violence. No, he was. He was was insane. Violence, of course. Started, had some time at Blackburn where he is one type of player. But when he went to Newcastle, you knew that in certain areas, Shearer is just going to violence the hell out of the ball. Shira. The one arm celebration, one one hand up. The guy scored 260 Premier League goals. That's insane. He hasn't played in 15 seasons. No one is close, close to him. Wayne Rooney is on 208. This guy's all time. No one is touching that record. And bear in mind, he played two seasons. He missed with Terrible, terrible knee injuries. Nah, Alan Shearer... Uh, and he played for let's be, a Newcastle side that weren't challenging. Yeah. If he had made that move to Manchester United, this guy would be close to over 300 goals. But I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. I'm, I, I've got to be... I'm glad he didn't because he's an absolute Geordie icon. To see a player go back to his hometown club and be a 100% success, he made Newcastle fans believe. That is Alan Shearer. Give the man a knighthood. Greatest... Striker, probably ever greatest ever English striker. I'll yeah, put that easily. there. I'll put that there. He was a violence of a player. Easily, he didn't hit a ball. He hit butter ball. Smashed it. 
Those are the five players that, according to my friend, I don't disagree. Maybe we'll discuss adding some more. Cameron and I do. Thank you for adding this. My no, favorite Geordie friend. It's a great, it's a great list. It's a great list. It's Tino Spriller, Hatton Ben Arfa, Johan Kabai, Demba Bar, Alan Shearer, Senzo, anyone else? Lauren Robert. I had this question when Cameron sent me that list. I said, no Ginola. He oh, said, Ginola. he said, I'd take Lauren Robert over Ginola. No ways. Not a chance. There's no ways. He said, we, this is our conversation. I said, he said, you're just, you just thinking of the lovely flowing hair of Ginola. And I said, yes, I'm a sucker for, for men with hair. But the skill levels, guys. Ginola was crazy. Ginola was a different level. I, listen, I, I'm not a Newcastle fan. So obviously I've got to take it from where the man who made them dream. Robert was a great player. Fantastic player. Ginola was just doing things Next at level. the time. Amazing. Amazing. Maybe he's not so much linked with Newcastle because he still had success at Tottenham, went to Villa, went to Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Villa, took his shirt off, embarrassed his manager, embarrassed every single male human in the world. Uh, anyone else in the list? Who can we think of? Saint Maximan, I know he's a bit newer, hasn't really had a run. I love him. Obafemi Martins? Obafemi Martins! 49 year old Obafemi Martins! Martins. <laughs> with a flick flack celebration. Dude, flick flack like. That was mad. A player I want to put in there, Newcastle fans maybe don't love him. And I know we've got another Newcastle fan normally pops up in our comments. What's I, uh, yes. That's it. Is he on today? Yeah, yes. Let's, let's, tell him comments. We want to hear from him. Yeah, well, Newcastle he's watching. Otile, give us a shout. Who are we forgetting? Give us a shout. Are we forgetting anyone? I want to know from Newcastle fans, what do you guys think of putting Andy Cole in this list? He left very controversially. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember the fans on the steps, Kevin Keegan coming to have to explain himself. Andy Cole was this... I remember first watching him, right? Andy Cole was this insane striker. Mm-hmm. Something that we hadn't seen in English football yet. He was sort of this hybrid of... Ian Wright was this very new modern center forward in English football. And Andy Cole was the one up from that. That first season that he came into England, I think he finished into the Premier League. I think he finished top scorer in that season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and he did, Peter Beardsley yeah. and a mm. top assist provider. Mm. A madness for a newly promoted team. Crazy. A madness for a newly promoted team. So another Peter Beardsley throw in there. I'm biased towards Andy Cole. Andy Cole, he scores goals. But of course, I can understand <laughs> Newcastle supporters not wanting to celebrate Andy Cole. Anyone we've left off the list? Jordies, let us know. Let us Jordies. know who we've le- left off. Jermaine Genus. Craig Bellamy, Craig Bellamy, the man. Craig Bellamy, Craig Bellamy, the man who could start a fight in an empty room, punched Kieran Dyer in the face. (laughs) Poor Sir Bobby Robson. Lee Boyer and Kieran Dyer, remember that? He had a deal with those three: Lee Boyer, Kieran Dyer, Bellamy, all at the same time. Bobby Robson, you did not deserve that. Honestly. Listen, Newcastle fans, we're celebrating your club today. Please get in touch if you're a Newcastle fan. Give us your thoughts. We're going to be having a lot of fun in Newcastle talking about who they could sign, who the potential managers are, what next for them. Does Haaland come? The guy grew up in Norway. He doesn't mind bad weather. Could it be Haaland? You heard it here first. This is the PTP show. It's about Newcastle today. Listen, it's all about fun. We're all going to dream. We're all playing FIFA this weekend and taking... Newcastle and seeing what we can do with them. Signing Mbappe, signing Salah, signing Messi. Complete takeover. The takeover is done. Newcastle, where are you? Where are you going to be? Away the lads. This is a PDP show. Put some squiggly things on the screen, James. 
want to see them. Cliffcentral.com. There's a lot of crime breaking. There's a lot of crime. Crime. Dab-based crime in here. I've seen four dabs. Breaking news. Ronaldo has been named EA Sports Premier League Player of the Month for September after scoring three goals for hashtag MUFC. That's like the official one, right? It's not like just in a video game. Yeah. That's the official one. Uh, deserving? No, because it's Ronaldo. James shaking his head with three goals. <laughs> can I even try comparing him to Salah real quick or no? You can, but you'll fall short. Will I? You can, but you'll fall short. Okay. I, <laughs> I think it looks <laughs> it's, it's less impressive when you see three goals. Yeah, like, exa- <laughs> you know dude, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Salah, if I'm not mistaken, has scored eight in eight. Or what's it's it not about Salah. Nine in eight or something. I mean, Vardy scored two in one game, didn't he? Dude. I mean, there's been Why a couple of doubles. Why are we just gifting this thing to... Like I said on the show before, right? It's genuinely nothing against Ronaldo. I love Ronaldo. But why are we just gifting this to the guy? Bro? It's got to be contractual. It's got to be contractual. It has to be you'll at least get four. You'll get four in a season. It has to be contractual. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I have, I have problems believing this. Although I just have problems in general. You just so. have problems. No, listen, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, listen, that, that's all fine and well and it looks great. And that's why I question is it a real thing because I see like it's EA Sports FIFA thing and he scored three goals. I'm like, okay, mm. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Um, it it's obviously has to be contractual. We spoke about Newcastle United fans. We want to hear from you. Norberto Solano in the list, the Peruvian. A great, a favorite. A fan yeah, favorite, favorite. Yeah, cult- Fan favorite. And Otsile saying, uh, Wijnaldum and Sissoko made him dream. You forget that they were there, especially yeah. Wijnaldum. You forget that they were there. Kutle uh, asking, could Newcastle buy Fred for $60 million? Yeah, They can have him. They can free. have him? For free. They can have him for free. That's what you say. Shea given legend in goals. Pavel Cernicic. Oh, I forgot about him. As well, I think he passed away. I think he's late. Pavel yeah, yeah, I think Cernicic, yeah, yeah, if I'm did. not mistaken. Um, so, Newcastle, let's, let's talk about it. Unless you want to pop up things from the social, please just chime in. Uh, let's now play fantasy football with Saudi Arabian money. Cool. Okay, so we've seen outrageous players get linked with Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Mbappe's not going to happen. Neymar's not happening. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. That'd be stupid if they do. I mean, it's sort of like it reminds you of the Kaká and Robinho thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the city days, remember that. And then they went through a whole bunch of Roque Santa Cruz and they were got Joe. Joe. Elano. And they were gun for hire. Um so you've seen the ridiculous players. I saw an article yesterday on Football 365 mm-hmm. going through the likes of Dean Henderson, Jesse Lingard. Coutinho keeps popping up. Uh, I'd do it. For J- James has got a weird look on his face. Stay away, right? Newcastle fans don't need that. Coutinho needs a haircut. Newcastle don't fans don't need that kind of negativity in their but like, life. But James, at least then you get your money back. Oh, that is true. Liverpool Newcastle would pay us back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so think think about the bottom line. <laughs> think like Henry. That's what he's thinking. He's going, we've got to make this move happen. Do you know who I feel for in this whole s- saga? Steve Bruce. 
yep. he's going to have to file for unemployment. Look, he already accepts that his job's probably gone. I've seen, obviously, the crazy one is Zidane getting linked. But more sensibly, uh, Frank Lampard, his name's popped up. Listen to the names that have popped up. I'll give them to you now. It's, it's going to be outrageous. Antonio Conte. <laughs> you know what? I think there's got to be a, a, a separation here, right? There's got to be finish the rest of the season mm. and then build for next, right? Mm. Okay, Antonio Conte. Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard is a big call. Does he go into it right now? Remember where Newcastle are. It mm. takes a big manager to get them out of that situation. I think they're currently sitting bottom three. Am I not? Am yeah, I? 19th. 19th. It takes a big manager to turn that round because guess what? That money is not there now. You don't get players. And what players are you really going to bring in in January? Exactly. So, so it takes a big minute. Gerard, you're doing great things in, 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 in uh, Scotland. No pressure on you. Maybe one day, just stay off for now. Frank Lampard, as you mentioned. Rafa Benitez. Yeah, Benitez. Listen, Benitez is the crazy one. So crazy it just might happen. But, I mean, he's... He's just getting over the Everton fans. Some of them are starting to accept yeah, him. Yeah, they're starting to warm up to him, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, the things they won't do if he goes back to Newcastle. Eddie Howe. Yeah, Eddie Howe, the great white hope. I don't know. Don't know about that. And last but not least, Arsene Wenger. <laughs> Always. Arsene Wenger's trying to ruin the World Cup. He's got no time for that. You think so? He's got no time for that. He's trying to get a World Cup in Saudi Arabia every two years. He's got no time for that. Um, the, 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 the ones there. So, look, listen. I mean, Newcastle fans, let us know what you think. I feel for Steve Bruce because, obviously, we've got an affinity to him because as a Manchester United captain, first Premier League winning captain, yep. absolute legend, mm-hmm. top goal-scoring defender. You know, so we love Steve Bruce and he's become a little bit of a weird character as a manager. I'm going to miss the Brucey bonus. I'm going to miss the three points, maybe six points that were guaranteed every season when you play a Steve Bruce team. Yeah. But he'll pop up somewhere else. Um, only a certain manager gets Newcastle out of the situation because you're not making the signings. But who are, you going to, who are you going to entrust with that job? You know what? Let give it. Let or do you want a do you want a dead man walking? If Bruce knows he's going to go eventually, do you want a dead man walking? That is the thing. Like it's 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 a bit tricky now because now they're saying whoever is coming, they're going to give them four hundred million pounds to spend. But you don't get it now. Exactly. It makes no difference to you right now. You need a manager who's going to keep you in the Premier League. You're going to need a manager who's not a dead man walking. Uh, who's this guy? Oh, uh, Big Sam. You know Big Sam. He, this is this is this is this is right for him. Get did, them out. Didn't he leave there quite acrimoniously? Uh, come back. You need Newcastle. Oh, listen. Oh, the lulls we will have. If they get relegated. <laughs> Can you imagine relegated. the Because <laughs> they can't spend the money now. If they get relegated. <laughs> that would be brilliant. This scene's Newcastle fans. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I'd love it if they get relegated. That's goal five. Actually. Goal five is them getting relegated with billions. And goal six is then them coming back. No, but football's become... It's become ridiculous, actually. Oh, my God. Can you imagine they get relegated? That are about, because it's not... It's not it, that money makes no difference now. You're 19th in the Premier League. You cannot bring any player in. Unless they're, on a, unless they're out of contract. Who, 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 who's out of contract? Hatton Ben Jack, Offer. Jack Walsher. 
Get Hatton Ben off and Jack Wilshire back in in your central midfield. And then you have um, Saint Maxima. Yes. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Scenes. Saint Maxima. Did I see right? He shaved his head. I don't know. Go check him out. Go check him out on his social media. There's a photo of him, a picture of him laughing. I'm pretty sure it's Saint Maximan has shaved his head. Saint Maximan, the owner of TikTok, he rules it. <laughs> Newcastle fans, what if you get relegated? The money makes no difference to you right now. What Seal is saying, the problem with Gerald and Lampard is they don't have enough, enough experience to take us forward over the long term. 100%. Listen, Steven Gerald is building something very nice there. He's mooted as Klopp's replacement. Hey guys, listen, if you're going to do that, James nodding his head, there is a club in London where's Blue, appointed a club legend, look how that turned out. There is a club down the road of you where's Red, appointed a club legend, a way smaller club legend, but still a club legend than Gerard was to Liverpool. Look how that's going for you. So please, Liverpool, 100%, appoint Gerard. Go for it. James nodding, James, you know it's going to end. It's going to end in, look at Solskjaer, look at Lampard, look at Pirlo, it does not end well. Why would you go do this? These are the Moneyball guys. Why would they make this move? Um, if there's one thing I've learned from, from MKT, uh, is that in life there will always be an anomaly. Uh, and Stevie G could be it. You know, Maybe it's, it's written in the stars because of how his career went. His career <laughs> slipped away from him. You know, I was going to say it. I hate making the dad joke, but you opened it up for me. You open it up for me. Uh, this is the PTP show. We're going to have Flip. This is a long lunch. Uh, I know MKT likes to think that people uh, take a long lunch on Friday. Hey, listen, it's, you get to certain levels. People just don't work on Fridays. Yeah, they like, listen, just every weekend's work. a long weekend. If you're on watching this on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, maybe Google this. But we spoke earlier about Saudi Arabia. These aren't the best people. They don't treat football as well. A footballer in Saudi Arabia got threatened with jail time for dabbing because it promotes drug and gangster culture. My man. That is the poster. That is the official statement. It looks like the cat in the hat. That is a Pansula dancer there wearing his cavellas. I know it. Wearing his bucket hat. Dabbing. This is a real thing that went out in a real country a country that now owns is now the richest football club owners in the world. They banned dabbing. Pogba's out. Lingard's out. Rayola, don't even get on the phone. That's don't even get on the phone. They don't want dabbing bastards in the football club. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. They think the fun other things. We're gonna put that. We're actually gonna put that up on the door in the studio because I saw way too many dabs for my forty-one-year-old sensitivities. James just did it again. Uh... We skipped this over. I sort of mentioned it yesterday. It is Friday. Along with the Friday Five, I like to do a little thing called Paolo's Weird World of Football. James normally makes a graphic for it. I don't mind if you haven't changed it up this week. But just chuck up the one that we normally have if it's in your little wheelhouse there. There we go. Looking like, like a nightmare. There's four or five different fonts. I mean, a cracked version of MS Paint. Senzo, absolute scenes. What do you think of this piece of crap? It's awesome. It is. It is. Weird. I love it. Like we say, it takes... You know, like we're saying, we're having a conversation yesterday of saying, when you're trying to make something look good and you don't have the skills, you steal a template, right? Canva. There's so many templates all over the place that you can fake your way to being good. Fake it until you make it, yeah. Exactly, right? When you really know how to use Photoshop, Mm -hmm. 
th- you can make things like James has just made. Because like all the signs, all the signs he's made, that's like you have to understand how to use the platform to make something look so rubbish. Absolutely. I mean, that's amazing. The man looks like a, it's a shampoo bottle. James, you've outdone yourself again. I, I, wanna, I just want to commend you. You're doing a great job on these graphics. It's terrible. Remember how I told you how I constantly wanted to make it nice um, while I was making it, and then I realized I couldn't because what we were going for was Microsoft Paint. Um, and then thankfully, my laptop actually gave up, so I had to resort to using Windows 97 on Microsoft Paint. And that's how we got you. That's amazing. That's so good. That's I, so good. I overcame adversity. And that's why, that's why you're on the show, James. That's what we really enjoy about you. I want to do Paolo's weird world of football. This is where I go into the world of football. Listen, the world of football is weird enough as it is Honestly, today, like, right? Like, what are we doing? You wouldn't believe it. If this was the plot of Goal 5, I wouldn't believe it. No, I'd say you're like, lying. This is unhinged. I think we're all going to wake up and we're going to be like, did you have the did same dream that we had? That I, it really feels like we're in the Matrix. Dude, Metaverse. We're in the metaverse. Everything is a simulation. You have to believe that's what's happening. Weird world of football. Today I want to speak to you about a Portuguese player who... Let me just read you the list of things that this guy has won. Now I know Senzo knows him. Senzo knows him well. He's been awarded the best player in the world six times. Mm -hmm. He's won multiple UEFA Cups. He's a top scorer. He is a world champion. He's a Portuguese football world champion, but we're not talking about football. We're talking about futsal. In futsal, you don't have to be Messi or Ronaldo. You don't have to choose between the two because if Messi and Ronaldo had a child and that child played futsal, he would be this player. Okay. And you scroll through this player's Instagram and I mean, what do you see here? You're seeing it's a normal footballer's feed, right? Mm. Workout feeds. Photos with Figu, Roberto Carlos, photos of him holding his customized boots. The guy's every inch of footballer, but not many inches because he stands at a diminutive five foot six. 1.67 meters. 1.67 meters. He's shorter than Messi. The man I'm talking about is the greatest futsal player probably ever, probably just overtaken Falcao, who's his hero. Could we say Falcao? Well, by the awards, he is. Yeah. The man's name is Ricardinho, if you've never heard of him. Okay, the greatest futsal player in the history of the game. Ricardinho, Portuguese futsal player, world champion. Super player. Super player. It doesn't surprise me to read the other day. I was reading, I didn't see the one uh, futsal World Cup game. I read, he only only scored two goals. One of the goals was a spinning back heel. What the hell? A spin, in the match reports, I read, Ricardinho equalized with a spinning back heel. But his, his, Portu- his Portugal national team stats are ridiculous. It is outrageous. 161 caps, 135 goals. Now, futsal, obviously, there are a lot of goals, but you still have to score them. You know what I mean? You have to put the ball in the net. You have somehow. to put the ball in the net. And the futsal World Cup, the top scorer only had eight goals. You'd think it's going to be a lot more. The top scorer only had eight or, eight or nine. So it's, it, is a, it is a tougher game than it ever was. So Ricardinho, you got to look for him. Tiny little guy. The most Portuguese-looking person you will ever see. You will ever see. Everybody knows a guy who looks exactly like him. You probably play indoor soccer against him somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, You yeah. probably have played against him. The guy's skills are amazing. He 
could have been a professional football player. He was with Porto. He was training with Porto up until the age of 14. Current Portugal national team manager Mm -hmm. rejected him. Why? Said, you're too small, you'll never be a professional. And turned him away. He was heartbroken, 14 years old. He's never going to play the game again. Gave up football for a while, normally living aside. And started playing futsal. Now, futsal, if you don't know, is not indoor soccer. There's no walls. It's not action soccer. It is five-a-side soccer, but with outs, where they have kick-ins, there Mm. are corners, there are goal kicks. Um, Goalkeepers can rush. uh, And it is growing. It is massive in South America. it's a whole lot of skill. I mean, uh, Neymar grew up on futsal. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, Deco, any, like legit poor Pogba, most of the French players who grew up in France. Yeah, like especially like in the... In the projects, like in the hood, there's, there's a nicer French-sounding name for them. Yeah. The, it's a, it's with a B. There's a nice, but yes, I mean, carry on with that thought. Yeah, so like those guys, they just destroy you. They, there's a thing about it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it about is about the guys in France and the futsal, and they are ridiculous. It is a different. It is a different level of game. So any highly technical street footballer grew up playing futsal and yeah. futsal has obviously become more popular because it's played by kids who tend to live in projects or highly uh, mm. developed areas not much green spaces no football fields so they play on basketball courts or futsal courts yeah um and they they hone their skills so the, the action is frantic it's quick it's very skillful it is baller yeah it, it is, is baller. baller you know there are crazy things happening all the time so ricardinho the greatest futsal player You've got to look for a goal. You've got to Google this for yourself, right? It's a goal. Look for Ricardinho, Serbia, 2016, right? You've got to find that goal. It's gone down as the greatest goal ever scored in futsal. It looks like something out of FIFA Volta mode. If you play FIFA, Volta is the indoor uh, variation of that. That's rubbish. But you watch that. That's what futsal is. Ricardinho is that sort of player. When you watch that, you see these are crazy little things that I'm looking at. Ricardinho does that. He's a bit on the way and he's 36 years old. He's a month older than Ronaldo. Um, and he's, he's starting to see it. He's starting to slow down a little bit. But peak Ricardinho is as good a player with the ball. It looks like a Red Bull street baller. Remember those guys? Yeah. He looks 100% what? like those. You've got to find this goal. No, 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 no. Ricardinho, Serbia, Euro 2016. Sends us, describe this goal. So there are like three defenders in front of him. And what he does is like he holds it and then he does this little flick. Like it's, it's, I actually can't describe it. You have to go watch it. Like it's. You cannot describe this. No, man. This is, this is ridiculous. Ricardinho, Serbia, 2016. So he's played all around. Obviously, futsal is quite big in Europe, but the big money, he's played a lot of time in Benfica. He currently plays in France, but he's played in, he's played in uh, Japan. We made a lot of money. Moving to Japan in futsal is like moving to China, mm-hmm. um, as well as Moscow. They paid him 40,000 euros a month Jeez. to play futsal. Nice job if you can get it. Uh, he's played in Spain. Uh, he wasn't happy with the club's professionalism in Russia. Felt that it's fine to give me the money. I need a good club. Or I'm not going to uh, thrive here. He went six months in. And we mentioned the name Falcao. Now, Falcao, this is not the guy who flopped at Manchester United. Great, great goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Amazing hair. Playing with Bebe at Real Vallecano. Real Vallecano. <laughs> what a, the weird world of football. It keeps getting weirder. But Falcao of Futsal is a Brazilian player. Yeah, played Brazilian. into his 40s. He was the guy in He's, Futsal. Yeah. 
just as insane, the Pele of futsal. That's what I was going to say, yeah. He was the Pele of futsal. Um, and uh, he is obviously Ricardinho's hero to the point that Ricardinho has a tattoo of Falcao Imagine. on his calf. On his calf. So That's commitment. Eh? That's commitment. So I hope I've taught you a new name today. Paulo's Weird World of Football. The guy's name is Ricardinho. He is part Messi, part Ronaldo, all Portuguese. Trust me on this. R-I-C-A-R. D-I-N-H-O. That's how you spell it. Go Google him. You definitely know him. If you know a Portuguese guy, this is your Portuguese friend's cousin, brother, <laughs> sister. Somebody knows him. I'm allowed to say that. Paulo's Weird, of, Weird World of Football bringing you the different side of football. Different side. A lot of fun. I love futsal. I love watching it. I can't. Eh? Can't? Oh, it's action. It's showboating for me. Oh, but that's cool though. Sometimes you just want to escape. Games are short. There's always something on it. That's the PSL for you. But like I said, the thing about watching a futsal play is that futsal players look like what um, futsal players look what footballers look like without the money. Yes. Right. Not groomed. Not shiny. Not dewy. They just it's look all like flash. Me. Yeah. All flash. They don't have the yeah, all flash. All flashy skills. Thank you. <laughs> there is a there's a greediness to it. There mm. is a greediness to it. Um, it's in line to be an Olympic sport. Hell, if skateboarding and windsurfing can be an Olympic sport, why the hell not? Why not futsal? Eh? Put futsal in there. That is the Ricardinho Palo's weird world of football. Um, we're hoping to join up with Flip Funder Mava or MKT. Uh, we'll find out which one of them is available. We've got a couple of minutes. Ryan, before we go, tell me if we have enough time. You were asking the guys before, when is a duck not a duck? This is the sort of crap we talk about before the show. No, so I read a thing on Instagram about just before the show started. And it was a friend of mine who posted on a story. And all he said was um, that everything in the world, everything in existence is either a duck or not a duck. And no one got it. James is still, I mean, look at him. He's puzzled. I'm puzzled. So, well, I mean, it's true because either it's a duck or not a duck. Or I it's mean, not a duck. That, that, that's all I said. I, okay, so with that being said, then everything in the world is a light bulb and not a light bulb. Why, why are we doing this whole pointing out the obvious? No, well, I was just, just when I read it, I thought it was, a, it was an interesting fact. And then James couldn't understand it. So I went around the studio and I was like, hey, guys, everything in the world is either a duck or not a duck. And James just had that puzzled look on his face like now. But now I think he's caught on to it. I asked you, Paolo, if you, if you caught on to it. You didn't at first, but I think... Well, I thought it was deeper than that. So it's, no, it's true because uh, either everything well, is a duck or not a duck. Yeah. But it's like, like James <laughs> says, either everything is a guava roll or not a guava roll. Exactly. Well, I mean... <laughs> what is this thing we're doing where we're just like... <laughs> no, but this is the... <laughs> and then you asked me to save it for the show. And and which I regret. It's, now it's not as uh, now it's not as deep and profound as what you um, what you'd originally you see, thought. This is the thing because we want to do a full takeover. You know, MKT can sometimes go into his philosoph- philosophical soliloquies, mm. and I felt I wanted to do that, and I felt that that's what this was going to bring. But the best we can do is everything in the universe is either a duck or not a duck. It's either a guava roll or not a guava roll. Um, I don't think anybody's been enlightened. 
Sorry to nope. uh, d- disappoint no. you. No one. It was just it was just a fun fact, and the fact that James didn't catch it, I, I couldn't believe it. Him when he went to Saint Stevens. I, I don't know why you're shocked that I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow on most days. So. No. Ryan, thank you for bringing that to us. I mean, we've got to open up everyone's brains. Today is the PTP takeover, along with the Saudi takeover, the Newcastle takeover. Senzo's taking over social media. MKT is going to be on the screen eventually. Flip's going to be on the screen eventually. Everything in the universe is either a duck. Or not a duck. Or not a duck. Simple as that. I promise you we've not been drinking. We've not been dabbing because it's illegal. I don't want to be flogged in the street. Oh my goodness. I don't want to have my elbows chopped off. <laughs> you guys aren't here. The scenes. The scenes. Uh, go have a wee. Go have a little bit of a wee now. As we call it, a little bit of a wee break. That's an industry it's word. It's a long lunch, so go pour yourself a bever. There you do. This is, this is the PTP show, a subsidiary of the MKT show. Cliffcentral.com. That was a long one. Hope you had a good, uh, whatever you did, whatever you did in that break, it is the long lunch. The PTP show, it's over, been an overtake Friday, been an overtake kind of day. Newcastle United, the richest football club in the world. I'll never get used to that. Did you see the, the stat of City's owners? Like, only like 10 billionaire. It was like billion. 300 billion. 320. 320 billion. The mind boggles. That's FU money. Dream team, Haaland, like we said, not great weather in Norway. Bro, they'll have whoever they want with that kind of money. Like, it's, I actually can't even wrap my head around it. Like, it's weird. I think one thing we mentioned yesterday is that, like, whatever it is, even Newcastle in the heyday when they were Premier League title contenders, Newcastle is not a place to, the greatest place to live. Now, maybe part of the plan is to redevelop the whole area and make it very attractive. But to be honest, it's not London. And it's not the nicer parts of Manchester. And you're always going to be competing for those clubs. Everton have spent half a billion. And they've not broken through. Tottenham leveraged everything. They bet it all on the house. They bet it all on the house. And you're still 19th in the league. That's the reality of it. But have fun. Enjoy your day. Uh, Who are we to take it away from you? This is the PTP show. I believe we have a massive, massive... Senzo, flip. He devoured that chair. Colossal, eh? He devoured that chair. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right anymore. No, right? it's it's done. It's been... It's damaged. It's stretched out. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... You just it's don't ruined. want to go there anymore. Flip under Mavic. James is going to bring him up on the screen. Look at him over there. Great shirt. It's business time for Flip. You, you're calling me fat. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never call you anything other than sir. <laughs> Accepted. Uh, Flip, so you're Accepted. back in France. How about your whirlwind trip through South Africa? Tell us about it. Yeah, it was fun. Eh? Fun to catch up with family. Fun to meet you guys in, in person, finally. Um, I mean, been a, been a long time. Um, happy to, equally happy to be back. It's beautiful, beautiful weather over here. It's like, it's actually a little bit crazy. Um, and straight back into the things, huh? straight back into working, 
done with brying and brandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you sort of got to take it yeah. like microdose yourself on brandy because it's way too much. Um, do you have any substitutes exactly. for brandy out in France? I mean, this brandy is such a South African thing. I mean, you have stuff, but not the same. It is. It is such. A, it is such a South African thing. It's like you know, all the brandies are called French names, Richelieu and whatever. Um, but uh, it's such a. You do get a Spanish version. No. Um, it's not. It's not the the quality. It's like almost like the the Roy Propi that the, the guys drink on on the street corners. Um, so you don't really want to get involved in there. Um, but it's it's a very much like Amarula, very much South African. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It is just one of those things that. Uh, How did the exams go, Senzo? Oh, did you pass? Oh, Senzo oh, is. Geez, flip. If I can tell you a story about that, uh, the institution that I go to, they're so disorganized. So there might be a rewrite, might be a deferred. Oh. Like, yeah, some people saw the test, some people didn't. Okay. Yeah. Saying, not saying UNISA? No, it's not UNISA. No. I don't do that kind of correspondence, but okay. yeah. Anyway, you see, I've lost. I've lost. <laughs> yeah, I probably weigh as much as your forearm now stressing and yeah but what's done is done sorry sorry no it's okay it's okay it's not your fault that's uh, admin issues but otherwise how it's, are you it's it's south african tax i mean you can south african tax you can just wing yeah, it. Phew, phew, <laughs> i'd love to but gee was it's not what you know it's, do not answer isn't tax it depends yeah 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 it, dep- it depends it depends we, yeah we were hoping that once senzo was qualified we could offer the senzo guarantee that he'll come you relax he does your tax plays some sax and then takes you to get vaxxed and that's the guarantee but he's done no tax so we're back to square one yeah i need a rebate you need a rebate what's the latest okay. i mean are you sending an angry karen type email to anyone yet no i have i've been sending angry karen type emails a whole week but yeah i mean this is what it is you know anyway i'm in my sanctuary now get in the sanctuary so uh, on the on the on the long lunch with flip so yeah Flip, you're putting in a, 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 day, a hard day's work there. I see business type signs behind you. You look like you're in an office. <laughs> it is very much sponsored by myself. <laughs> um, actually moved into a new office as of when I landed back on Monday. Um, so, yeah, testing out the new facilities. We'll see how this, how this goes. Um, first, first error is that I have to go cordless on my call. So... I hope the sound quality is good. That's... James will probably get on my case. Don't worry about James. James, we'll deal with him. There's, we've just instituted a no dabbing uh, policy in the studio. I don't know if you've watched what's happened this week. MKT left. I wasn't humble about it. I've got no qualms. I took over his parking space. We've changed the sign. I don't know if you've seen the sign. Um, you guys just want to pop it on there. Let let Flip see the, the PTP show sign. Um, I imagine MKT spent at least a thousand rand. Uh, I think I've caused such chaos to ask the guys to move the, the, the camera. MKT probably spent the best part of a few thousand rand on a high quality backlit sign, but uh, that's the finest James could do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, some masking I tape. Mean, and a, it's real professional. It is masking tape and a cokey, and the takeover is complete. So we 100% dominate the show. Um, it's less sport than usual. Actually, no, I think there's a lot more sport. There's a lot more sport. And also, I mean, yeah. you started a trend. So they saw you take over something, then the Saudis were like, yeah, it's our time now. Well, that's why I want to bring Flip in. Obviously, takeover is quite huge. I don't know if you've seen the story about a despotic state 
owning quite a proud English football club, Saudi Arabia, technically, they say it's not, but it is, owning Newcastle United. How has that story come across to you? What do you think about it? Yeah, um, I've, I've heard of it in the, in the, in the corridors. Um, I mean, have any of you ever been to Newcastle? Um, not, not place that sells the dream of going to. Um, and also there's only, there's one supporter, isn't it? It's like CS Duplessis, the only guy supporting Newcastle. Um, other than that, I've never, I've never come across anyone actually say that name. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to feel. How, you, you're, the, you're the expert. Take me through well, it So we, we're going to tell you, it makes Newcastle about. 10 times richer than your boys down in Paris. So if you think those guys had a lot of money to throw okay. around, they're 10 times richer. But we're just talking about Saudi Arabia and uh, they're sort of, you know, there's a lot of problems there. Human rights issues. Um, they don't recognize, they Woman. don't recognize g- women. They don't recognize gay people. Um, I think it throws quite a lot of things into the air. You know, we were talking earlier at the beginning of the show about, um, you know, addressing ugly things in football because there are ugly things. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is that, listen, statistically, is that there has to be at least one gay player in every single football club. That just makes sense that it would be. And now you're saying if there's a club owned by a country who don't accept it, how does it ever give a safe space for anybody and any of the Premier League sort of initiatives of rainbow laces or taking the knee, you know, it just throws all of that out the window once you allow these super clubs into it. It's the concept flip of sport washing um, that we've seen around the world. Obviously, Saudi Arabia are quite big with it, um, yep. taking everything over there. Um, how do you feel as an ex-sportsman of, you know, these states with like very bad human rights records or things to hide using sports as a very cynical way to you know, get people to admire them and sort of like excuse what they do on a day-to-day basis. That's a, that's a great point. Are these, are these the same guys that own PSG? No, it's uh, PSG is owned by the Qataris. Yeah, it's Qataris. And then Man City is yeah, guys Qataris, from yeah. the UAE. 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 Yeah. And then Saudi Arabia has yeah. come to play now. Yeah. So all... Uh, Saudi Arabia, yeah. okay. Okay. It's like... Oh, yeah, it's, it's a... It's a yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it's like Oprah. <laughs> yeah, it is like Oprah. <laughs> no, no um, it's, a, it's a great point that you said. I think a lot of people actually do it, and it's the scary part of all the – where you see the DNA of a club is how easy they accept these offers for what the club stands for and, you know, all the ethos and, and greenwashing or whatever washing you want to call it going around. Um, and then as soon as the cash comes in, we all say, um, okay, let's just forget about, you know, all the nitty gritty. We'll get these guys, you know, we'll do what we do. And, but now we have cash. Um, I, I suppose, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay and believe, you know, like with technology, I, I, I'll, I believe we can use it for the good. Um, so maybe in Newcastle, you know, they can build up their community around, around them and, and still spread the, spread the good. The good things with a little bit of cash to have, you know, build up academies, build up stuff. You know, we we can agree they will never change Saudi Arabia. They're just a club. Um, and other than that, you know, 
it's a, it's a it's a very interesting point. I never thought about that. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it is, it's a in, great a great observation you made, yeah. Flip, because that's exactly it. If they come in and, and the model is Manchester City and PSG to a degree, but Manchester City have completely redeveloped the area of Manchester. You know, like you said, Newcastle is not a great place to go through. It's not even one of those places you want to pass through. So it makes it very difficult to attract, you know, the cream of the crop players who have the option to play in Madrid yeah. or, or Paris or, or London. That's, that, that's just what I'm going to ask. Who the hell is going to go play there? Exactly. It's probably Gash as well. Though. Exactly. And, and, you know, the sort of player that's going to go play there for money is uh, do you want that sort of player? Um so, but listen, we've seen with all the oil states, they do come into an area. They, the Saudis are very much in bed with the British government anyway. So, you know, it's not time to start, uh, you know, start getting precious about. What that. is the entry point? Why, why do these guys, why do these guys want to invest in the in the football? The Saudis, well, like I mean, a little bit of a the cynical side of it is a sport washing. Well, is like they've yeah. seen what you know the Qataris and the UAE have been able yeah. to do. You know, that's the arms race, and also ultimately what they're saying with the fund that's used for the investment is there's going to be less and less need for oil one day, you know, I mean, you know, so they've got to Mm. start looking at diversifying and bringing other revenue in and go, well, maybe one day the world doesn't need oil. I mean, I've heard that sort of argument go around and they're diversifying and there will will be property development because part of the consortium is uh, there are property developers from the area, uh, a very wealthy family. So as long as that sort of stuff comes in and you sort of go, Okay, well, you know, they're doing some good and you're like you say, they can't change Saudi Arabia. But if this is a little part of it, and who knows, maybe this long term, this is what they want to do. You you know, countries got to change. So ultimately, Flip, the guy that, um, so the consortium that bought um, Newcastle, right? Um, he said his thoughts, he's suspected by US intelligence to approve the killing of the journalist Jamal, uh, that journalist that died. So they think he's the guy that killed him. Uh, so yeah, these guys are like proper. Uh, okay. These guys are proper mafia. And and also hid the alleged killers. So only good news. Only good news. They hid the they hid the alleged killers. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they hid the alleged, hid the alleged killers. killers. Listen, it's all very heavy stuff. Sometimes we do have to they, get heavy on. It. They, they should they should go back and get a get a sword on AK forty seven, you know, like the club last week. What's the exactly? What's the you know, and that's the crazy thing. Last week we were talking now. about FC Sheriff being owned by ex-KGB agents. And then this week we got Saudi Arabia. Football yep. is the craziest thing. Like a movie flip. Yesterday we did a segment on the show that people really took to. We listed up our favorite sports movies. Okay, so we chucked up a list and a lot of people joined oh. in. Uh, Any Given Sunday was in there. Creed was in there. Funny enough, Rocky never popped up anywhere. But Creed is Rocky, basically. I think it shows the age of our audience. <laughs> Rocky is quite old, but yes, Creed is the new take on it. Mighty Ducks was obviously right. Oh, which there. which Rocky? Rocky. Well, Creed is Rocky like Rocky Seven. Eight, so yeah, Creed is Rocky, the new yeah, Rocky. Yeah, it is. Um, sports movies on your radar? What what, what the, um, what's your favorite that we can add to our list? Um. Uh, what's the irre- irreplaceable? So what's the what's the one with Kenya Reeves? The replacements. I, I was trying to think about that. The replacements. The replacements. The replacements. Ah. That's oh, based on a true story of when there was an NFL strike. Yeah. Um, they got in a whole bunch of what they called scab players to come in mm-hmm. and play in place of. No, no, I'm thinking of the other one. I'm thinking of the one called Rudy, the one with Mark Wahlberg, which was a true story. Jeez. There's a lot of them, a lot of football movies. What we're saying. But I think the, I think the replacements. The replacements is a true story as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. They, they, they had players come in 
and they actually did really well. What what we came to now, Flip, you're you're an NFL fan, you're a fan of, of Gridiron. I I battle to watch Gridiron, yep. yet I love American football movies. They're all about American football. They, they're they? all about American football. It makes for great cinema. Blindside, Blindside, oh, Blindside, Blindside was deep, a good one as well. Blindside is but, deep, though, and Sandra Bullock. But it's, it's sad. It man. is. No, yeah. it's not really sad because the outcome's great, though. But but yeah. it will get you though. What was the What was the other movie? The movie where Denzel is the coach. Uh, the, uh, remember, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. That's also the one with Matthew McConaughey and um, We Are Marshall. That was also a great one. We are great Mar- chant. Great chant. Yeah, We Are Marshall. Yes, yeah, Miro Marshall will also get you. But all these movies will get you. <laughs> what about um, great. Uh, great. Oscar worthy The Love Guru? I love yeah, so so James and Ryan, they listen. I got to tell everyone, anyone who's watching this, there are seven men on set. What one, two, three, seven men on set. This place does smell how you would expect it to do, especially when the aircon's not working. It's quite bad. <laughs> James and Ryan, it does smell how it looks. Do not do not sports movie we forgot. Actually, Flip, what do you think of Invictus? Ah, oh, Matt Damon as Francois. Yeah, good. <laughs> Um, it was. It was. It's actually the the effect of the movie was it was pretty good mm-hmm. in the sense that you could. Um, there's a lot of people speaking about it. They actually discovered what happened in South Africa as a context mm-hmm. and what rugby means to South Africa mm-hmm. uh, as a as a movie. I don't. It's probably not the best movie in the world, but as a, uh, a in a context and and uh, the content that was created. And even for us, uh, as a young South African, even for us, we, you know, I just uh, lived, you know, with clouds in my head at that at that time in '95. I didn't really take in what happened. It's it's good to reflect on the pressure they really went through. Yeah, but, um, great, great story. Yeah. I want to ask on that one. So obviously, that one, the the rugby scenes were quite. They tried to do quite visceral and make it feel like a rugby match. Flip, if you can remember, I mean, is that what it's like being on a rugby field? That pace, those hits, did they capture it well? Because that's what I'm always amazed by is like top-level sports. How can you ever capture it? I mean, the, the speed, the hits, that first-person view. I mean, was it, was, did they capture it? Was it close, if you can remember? The, um, I, can't really, I don't think you can capture it in, in, on a movie because, I mean, it's still people acting. You can't act rugby tougher <laughs> like, like a proper a proper hard game is 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 difficult and it, it's sore and it's fast and it's slow and it's you know tiring um it's difficult to cap to capture that but i mean i, I can't remember to be honest so then what i do want to ask you the next question if francois pina has matt yeah. damon playing him who's playing you <laughs> um Probably you, Sylvester Stallone. Because, because I got Chris Hemsworth. I got I got one of the Hem. I got Chris Hemsworth. Thor. Thor. I got Chris Chris Hemsworth playing you. No, but Thor was already Thor's already silly. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen. He's Thor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. But speaking of which, do you know what? Was- we need to bring in Denzel. Sorry, go go go. Uh, no, go ahead. Yep, go ahead about Denzel. Want to bring in Denzel for Sia Kulisi. I think that is the. Gee, was it? That will be the win. Ah, but he can now because now you know he's. Imagine he's, he's part of Rock Nation now, and you know. Well, Denzel Washington's son, the guy who plays Ricky Jarrett, he could play Sia. Yeah, actually, that's but not he, a bad. But it's too short, though. You think it's too short? He's too short. That's too short. You, you know, um, 
The thing about playing Sylvester Stallone is right now, Sylvester Stallone uh, has had so much surgery, he actually looks, him and John Travolta, they look like they're wearing masks of themselves. Sylvester Stallone looks like he's wearing a Sylvester Stallone mask. That is the level of plastic surgery he's having. James and Ryan were trying to convince us that the love guru is a sports movie because it features hockey. That's the one with Mike Myers, right? Yeah, where... Um, and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, so he where he gets knocked out and then he wakes up and he's like, am I dreaming? And then he's like, no, why do you ask? <laughs> James and Ryan Great line, worry James. me in that little room of this. Uh, we got some social media sends. I don't know if you've got any social media stories you want up there, one of your flips opinion on things. Oh, yes. So first I'm going to start with so we're talking about Kylian Mbappe, right? And after his game yesterday as well, I was just looking at his numbers for club and country. So he's played 291 games, 180 goals, 85 assists. So he's been How many games has he played? 291. And 180 goals. And 85 assists. Wow, that's, that's, that's almost leading to a goal every game he's played. He's been directly involved in a goal once every 79.8 minutes on average. Like, that's... I saw this on Sports of Football. Like, that's ridiculous. That is diabolical. Like, that's why you get paid, uh, the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's something. So now, we spoke the other day about Kylian Mbappe. He used to have a very clean boy image, right? And suddenly he's getting... There's a lot of negativity around him. He's saying words like, people treat him like a thief. Yeah. PSG made him out like that. He's a thief. And then there was a little bit of hit back of there's just words mud being flung in Kylian Mbappe's uh, way. Do you think he makes the move to Real Madrid in January already? No, I think he's going to stay at PSG, actually, for the season. Try to see it out. Yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna happen. So, I want to talk to you about your friend, your French friend uh, Paul Pogba as well, Kylian Mbappe's teammate. Why the hell do they let a microphone anywhere near Paul Pogba on international duty? I don't know. I don't know. Every time he goes off, he spouts off something. I mean, Flip, maybe we're going to get you to translate the French because i got to believe something's getting lost in translation all the time. His latest is so that I get asked. Manchester United have put a £400,000 a week contract on the table. And he hasn't done any. But apparently he's made a decision though. Well, because he's, he's, and Flip, I want to tell you, we spoke about this the other day. The latest he says is I always speak to my former Juventus teammates like uh, Paulo Diabala. I'm in Manchester. I've still got a contract there for a year. And then we'll see. I want to finish well there in Manchester. Then we'll see what happens. Why does he keep doing that? I don't know. I think he's leveraging something. Yeah. So no. now the cynic in us flip is that Paul Pogba has got a very good friend, Anton Griezmann. Anton Griezmann has a very good friend called Gerard Piquet, a Barcelona teammate or ex-teammate. They together own a TV production company that makes documentaries. So when Griezmann, before his last big move, he made a documentary about his tough decision to make that move. Okay? And pandered this and pulled it out for a full 18 months. Paul Pogba, why he's being so ambiguous now, is because he's got a documentary in the works now as well about his big decision to stay or go. And he's dragging... Manchester United through the ringer because he's trying to, you know, make pad his documentary and make his documentary good. Zapeta is saying after his last statement, someone should remove all microphones from Paul Pogba and Ryla. A hundred percent, but I think we're gonna have Flip as our official correspondent to 
listen to Paul Pogba in French and say, is he really saying that or they're just mistranslating? What's your thoughts on footballers creating their own documentaries? I mean, LeBron did it called The Decision. Uh, Paul Pogba is doing it. I mean... Like for me, there's no such thing as bad publicity. If they're talking about you, then you know you're relevant. Well, isn't that today's world, Flip? If they're talking about you, then you're relevant. First up, what's your thought on these players going and commissioning these documentaries for themselves? I mean, that's why I started a podcast with you guys. <laughs> to stay relevant. But like, but like my thing is that, like, <laughs> my, my thing is, is this, Flip. Would that be frowned upon amongst rugby players if you guys did something like that? I, I don't know, like, what's... What what what's your thoughts on it? It is a it, it, it is an interesting thing. Is like um, in the in that all the all or nothing documentaries, um, which was they were they're really great. You know, they did a couple of NFL teams, they did Man City, um, they did an NBA team as well, I think, and then they did the All Blacks. And rugby players are too humble to do that. You know, we don't go, yeah, you know, I kicked him in the shin and then took his place, you know, and I was happy to take his position. And They speak to the All Blacks, which, you know, arguably they were the best team back then. And they were, at the time, was Ricky Ioni, who was like the best thing on the world whenever he touched the ball, scored a try. Uh, and, and they asked him, you know, what's the feelings he went through? And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just very happy that I could make it. You know, the content, it's so, it's so bad. It's nothing, no one will watch it and think, okay, well, rugby seems amazing. Um, so I think it will be, if, if someone makes a documentary, it's probably why there never has been a, a decent documentary out of rugby. It's just people will think, you know, you're upset. Everyone knows rugby players, you know, it's just hard work. And it's not like football where one talent can, cha- one guy in a team can, can change the team completely. Um, the one that did you guys see the the the, the Springboks one off the World Cup? You know the ch- chasing no, the sun, correct? The sun. Yeah, chasing the you sun. Guys, chasing the you sun. guys, you yeah, guys got yeah. to sell that to me. I've never, because I'm a moron, I've never had a chance to watch it. James was nodding. Flip seems a fan. Senzo's a fan. Guys, why do I need to make it a priority to watch this this weekend? Senzo, you first. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's very, it's it it will get you. It makes you feel like really, really, like. <laughs> No, if you don't, if you don't cry, if it, if you don't get a frog in your throat, then, yeah, I don't know, man. You, you, you need to do some real soul searching and ask yourself if you are a human being. But I've got some breaking news, some very interesting news, right? They say Andy Murray, so Andy Murray's um, wedding ring and tennis shoes returned after they, they, they were stolen. So he, so he asked, he pleaded for somebody to give back his shoes and his ring, and they were found like in a desert or something. Flip, did you see the story about Andy Murray having his wedding? I did not, no. Senzo, just tell Flip more about it. I think it's such a fascinating no. story. So, and Andy Murray calling himself an idiot for what he did. Yeah, Andy Murray's shoes were stolen, along with his wedding ring tied to one of the shoelaces. The former world number one had issued a video plea in order to uh, recover his, his shoes. So Andy Murray's wedding ring and tennis shoes have been recovered after they disappeared in a California desert. Like... What was going on? Where, where, where did he play? He was playing at Indian Wells. So Indian Wells is like in the middle of nowhere. Okay. What is, any news on what his wife said about it? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But he says, yeah, his shoes were returned. Is that a, do, you, do you guys reckon 
You you guys reckon that is a uh, that is a Las Vegas story? I don't know. Eh? <laughs> Interesting, but he says yeah. Yes, you lost it all in Vegas. Just admit. <laughs> yeah, I lost my ring. I lost my ring next to a training field you in know, a high stakes poker first, game. The first lady. That, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he said, first lady that gave me took that ring off, threw it away. <laughs> Look, he said, um, I had to make a few phone calls today and chat to the security at the hotel and everything. So I'm like, hmm, really, Andy? Really? And he says his shoes still stink. Yeah. So oh, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, they obviously stink from him. The, the person who stole it wasn't wearing them unless they put them on to run away. Yeah, I said, would you believe it? They still absolutely stink, but the shoes are back. The wedding ring is back and I'm good. I'm in the good box. So you was in the dog box. You are huge in the dog box. Huge in the dog box. Yeah. Like I sometimes lose my wedding ring in my gym bag. I'm like the, the moments of a cold sweat that goes through you. M, is that a message from MKT on the screen? I cannot join the show because my friends have spoken to the Saudis to make sure that I can never comment on, is that Ollie and football or on oil and football and Senzo still not having a phone. MKT, I just want to say to you, this is why you get overtaken. From the field report, Tony McCann has confirmed that she's not trying to take James Illsley from his current lady, who's rumored to be leaving him because of lockdown. Is James happy or trapped? I feel this is a disruptive third force from MKT trying to ruin the show with his spurious allegations of James's relationship status. Yeah, he's, de- he's deflecting. James, this is aimed at you. Shots fired. Defend yourself. I don't have to. I'm a good Christian boy. You are a good Christian boy. You are a good Christian boy. Flip, why am I an idiot for not watching Chasing the Sun? Why should I make it my priority this weekend? To be completely honest, I um, we've spoken about this as well. Um, the powers that be at Supersport did not allow a foreigner like myself to watch Chasing the Sun. So I did watch the first two episodes via friends that send that link of the piracy thing. Um, and then the, the FBI trapped us and we weren't allowed to watch it further. Um, I only, only watched the two. And it's the same as Enzo said, it's, it's not about the, uh, it's the story behind it. It's almost like the Michael, a little bit like the Michael Jordan thing. Last dance, yeah. Um, the last last answer is it's a very very emotional very deep story and you, and you get into you get into the 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 psyche of of the coach and how the coach had to work with people and there's the Mampipi story i think we all saw the Mampipi story mm-hmm. everywhere <clears throat> and it's 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 touching stuff huh? it's touching stuff and you, and you just show the difference between south africa and any other nation when it comes to rugby and sport and and the power that sport has in South Africa to bring people together. So if, if Invictus didn't capture what it's like to be a Springbok rugby player, from your point of view, was that 100% relatable? And like, yes, that's what it's like. Spe- speaking of that, um, do you know what I was watching yesterday, um, Flip? Have you seen um, Bad Sports on um, Netflix? Uh, I have not seen it. I was though. watching the Hansi Cronier episode yesterday. She was heavy. Oh, I heard it. Someone actually sent, sent it to me yesterday. It's heavy. Someone actually told me I, I need to watch it. Oh, yeah. It is so heavy. Like, yes. And the way they started, like, they play, they play on this whole thing about South Africa's dynamics and all that. And now, Hectic. Heavy stuff. And, and they have the guy who first, who first um, spoke to Hansi. Like, the guy who first, like, you know, convinced him to, like, take money for, for, 
for fixing and stuff like that. That guy has got no scar, man. No scar whatsoever. And it's deep because <laughs> the thing is, his brother's on it. Really? His, wa- well, his wife is on it. Like, his sister's on it. Like, it's, it's crazy. That's bad sports That's on Netflix. There's, there's a whole bunch of them in the series, but obviously the one we'll be looking out for is Hansi. Um, I'm hearing some music in my ear, which means James wants me to come inside the control room and give him a hug. Um, I can't let the poor kid down, uh, him and his thumbs. Um, Flip, we've started a GoFundMe for James to get him new ligaments for his thumbs because they've obviously been damaged. Um, if you know any good surgeons that can help with those, look at those things. He looks like a Lego man. That's how useless his thumbs are. <laughs> I'm coming inside for a hug, James. Uh, this is the PTP show right now. It's on YouTube. It's live. It's Friday. If you're not drunk, you should be. Uh, but if you don't drink, that's also okay. Have some water. Have a breath. Have a break. We'll be back with the last 20 minutes or so of the show. Flip's staying with us. You are Flip, right? You're still with us? Next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is the PTP. Drunk on love. Good. This is the PTP show. The last 20 minutes of the PTP show. So you better just shove it into your eyeballs and your ear holes. That sounded way dirtier than I meant it to. Cliffcentral.com. There it is. There it is. Andy Murray. We figured it out. Flip figured it out. That, this is why we have Flip on. The mind of a sportsman. He gives us the insight of an elite athlete's thought process. Andy Murray acting like somebody stole his sneakers. Somebody stole his wedding ring. Very incon- very conveniently, should I say, that while you're in Vegas, your wedding ring goes missing. Probably in a high-stakes celebrity poker game with Kanye West and Logan Paul. Andy Murray lost his wedding ring. That's definitely what happened, and that's why we have Flip on the show, that athlete's insight. Thank you for that, Flip. That's fantastic stuff. <laughs> I have a question. Can James I... has a question. James has a question for Flip. Um, so, Flip, since Go. you're... Go, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I'm going to blush. Um, since uh, you sent me graphics now, does that mean I work for you or you work for me? You obviously work for me. Oh, okay. I'm just, a superstar. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that, James. <laughs> you, you set yourself up, James. Flip is number one. We all work for Flip, but ultimately we all work for the Saudis. Flip Senzo wants to talk to you. Springbok Rugby wants to get some of your thoughts. I'll hand it over oh, to oh. the most handsome man in the studio. I thank you. I thank you. Flip, what a game last week, eh? How good. How- can, we just, can we just take... Uh, a minute, uh, as in I say, a minute, one second of silence for Francis Stein. Yes, like, how good is that guy? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so what were your top three favorite moments in the, the, in the game? Um, probably favorite, most favorite moment is that last penalty when France, France Stein came running like 50 meters, you know, across the, across the, across the field to hug everyone. <laughs> Second most favorite moment is when he tried to high-five Vincent Koch and Vincent Koch just ignored him. So he had to high-five himself. Which <laughs> is quite good. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, this is small things that make the, that make the difference. Um, and then, well, just winning the All Blacks. Yeah. 
That's so good. And also, do not made it so That's sweet so that we went back to number one after beating them. And like, yeah, it's like it's crazy. But also, guys, look on your arms pass. Like that's ridiculous, eh? Like, oh yeah, that sorry, that's that's what I was. I was thinking of something that was very that good. Was in, that was very good. like the confidence to do that. Like, but he made it seem like he was breathing. Like he made it seem like so nonchalant. Like it's just like yeah, yeah, like yeah, have it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Exactly. So good. But do you think the so good? I'm such a fan of the Springboks. They're so good. So 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 tell me. So tell me this. Does it? Is, is does it really hurt like losing to the All Blacks, or is it just like okay, no, they deserved it, or like how does it compare in losing to other opposition or beating them? Beating the All Blacks is always special because I think for both of for both of the teams that is it stays the ultimate test, mm-hmm. it stays the ultimate challenge, is to play a play against each other, um, and you can see we I went into a little chat about this um, to other guys and. It shows you the, the the mental focus you need when you go into into rugby. I think after after the Lions series, the box the only focus the box had was on the All Blacks, mm-hmm. and you saw that you saw the difference between the the, the two tests they played against the, the the All Blacks and the two tests they played against Australia. Mm-hmm. It's a different box team, same players, different box yeah. team, different mentality, so so aggressive, so so much more confident than what they can do. Um, it just shows you that little that little loss of concentration at that level, and you you out of it. I don't I don't know if you get that. I don't know. You, maybe you can talk to me about this a bit more. Does it feel like when they're playing each other, they're sussing each other out, and it's like okay, they're trying to, so hard not to make a mistake that they <laughs> play within themselves? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the, the the thing that you must remember when the Springboks and the All Blacks play each other, there's. 30 of the best players in the world on the field mm. at, at any given time. Um, so doing something that like Lucanio Arms did, I mean, even the Barrett, all the Barrett brothers looked very average this weekend. It's just because there's no space. There's no space to do all your magic tricks and try something funny. You know, if you make a mistake, that's, that's where Lucanio Arms, um, try or, or rather, we scored the try. Dalende scored the yeah. try. That's where your that's where the, his try came from. Is from a mistake from the All Blacks. One mistake, try on the other side. Um, you know that's that's the type of things. Also, hats off to Quaka Smith. That guy is like a little energizer. Yeah, he is. Jurassic battery, like just getting in there. Yeah, very good. Did you see? Did you, and Captain C again. Captain C. Did you see Rusty's celebration on the social media in the boxer shorts? Yeah, in the boxer shorts. <laughs> That guy is becoming a content creator. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was going to say, for somebody who's like so good at video editing, I was, I was a little bit disappointed. I felt there should have been better angles in that, you know, multi cuts, a couple of replays, just one stock on standard, you know, his. A little. That's it. Yeah. The, the little, little SAB beer perfectly. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. I wondered about that. Was the beer small, or he's just so big that he made the beer look small? That's what. That's that's what. Those are the real questions. Actually. That's, what, <laughs> that's what I look for. That's what I want. So another thing I've also wondered: what's it like facing the hacker? Uh, it's it's a weird thing. You get asked. You get it asked a lot, and it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing because in that time and moment, you have to respect the tradition that it is. Mm. Um, but then you also look back to the Hakas of in the 1980s or uh, even 1990s when they played 95 when they played a World Cup year. You know, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of 
um, it looks like Afrikaans people dancing it or Angela Merkel doing the little, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not the synchronized thing where now it's a whole, it's a, it's a mate, it's a solid play, um, which probably is how it's just supposed to be. But you, you don't really, I can't really say it sucks you up or it sucks you out mm-hmm. or anything. You, you know, that's going to be part of the process. Um, you have to you have to accept it. It's a challenge they give to you, so you accept it. There's there's tra- tradition into in the mm-hmm. whole in the whole process, um, and then afterwards, you know, afterwards you, you should just know, you know, that's probably why the All Blacks are so good because they look like Belukas now that they've done a haka so impressive and they lost. <laughs> Um, but my thing is about that. Did they talk to you guys about like, let's say, okay, let's say you're about to face the hacker. Did they talk to you about like, okay, guys, you have to be respectful and like, what can't you do and what can you do and what what the what the New Zealanders will deem as disrespectful during the hacker? There is um, um, now I need to think. I don't think there, there's an of, official discussion. There's obviously a little a little talk going around the cloakroom, you know, during the week leading up to stuff and. There's some, sometimes there's a little bit of strategy, you know, should we take like cold things or, you know, tracksuit, should you wear a tracksuit, you know, just because not to get cold while they are dancing and you're just standing there. Um, because you sing the anthem, then you go watch that thing. There's about 10 minutes that goes past without you moving. Um, so there's, there's stuff like that to think about. Mm-hmm. And then there are rules set by the IRB now that, you know, you should be, 20 meters apart, you see they, they're on the one 10 meter line and, mm-hmm. and the opposition team on the other side. Uh, and you're not allowed to go past those lines for some funny reason. You know, it's New Zealand. You sh- you're not allowed to touch them. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then outside, outside of that, you know, they probably the biggest advice is just enjoy it. You know, take it in because a couple of years after you stop playing rugby, you end up like me. You can't really remember what happened during this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of something else, yeah. are you are you into boxing? <laughs> I am. Oh, who are you backing? I do like what the. Uh, I I I was a Anthony Joshua fan until last weekend. Yeah. And for the was it two weekends ago? Last two weekends. Yeah, but he got outboxed. Though. But for <laughs> this week's for 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 Saturday slash Sunday's fight, who's your money on? Who's fighting? Sorry. Uh, uh, Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder, part three. Oh, no, Fury. Sorry, yeah, I actually knew that. <laughs> Fury, hundred percent, the Gypsy King. Do you think? Do you think he's going to knock him out again? I love him. I probably think. I think Wilder. Wilder's got a little bit of a glass chin. Um, he's probably going to take it, take it hard. Um, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is like that guy that you always had at sports, you know, or in the exam. No, I didn't really study. You know, I don't really train. I'm not really fit. I'm not going to do it. And then gets straight A's or wins everything. I think Tyson Fury is like, he's secretly that type of guy. Yeah, because also like he, like he can outbox you and his footwork is like very good and stuff like that. But he's been taunting Wilder the whole time, eh? He's saying like if he beats Wilder this time, Wilder yeah. is like, he's finished. He'll retire. Like it's, he's finished. Yeah, he's finished. But yeah, but it's uh, Anthony Joshua is finished now. No, but uh, Tyson Fury offered to, to, to train him. <laughs> He said he'll train him for the for the Usyk rematch. <laughs> that is that that will be no, good. but I thought but that guy that what is the Russian guy called again? Uh, which one, Usyk? Is it Usyk the guy that yeah. that, that beat? Uh, yeah, Usyk. Yeah. 
I think that guy is gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be massive. He's brilliant. He hasn't lost the fight yet. He's gonna be the next big thing. And he can properly box. Did you hear his after? Did you hear his interview after? No. What did he say? Well, he he he, he barely. Got, well, I'll need to find that on the on the on the Twitter web somewhere. But he he can barely speak. Yeah, he he, he doesn't need to speak. <laughs> he, he speaks with these. He's, <laughs> the only language he understands. He's he's bred. <laughs> He's bred to box. Yes, yeah, but like all those guys, those Eastern European guys, hard guys, hard guys. You don't mess around with those. What's happening with Embolillo? Is he is he being sad that he has to be in the bush and can't be? Yeah, so uh, you know there is nothing sadder than a despot holding on to power. Embolillo, um, all he's doing is he's just trying to trigger everyone, and he has sent through a question. He's out in the Titsikama rainforest. Um, with I think I thought he was running the Otter Trail. He tries to say no. He only runs events of a hundred kilometers at a time. Uh, he's talking there, which may surprise you or not. He's running his mouth, and somebody's giving him is money he, for has, it. Has he been? Has he been sent for? Has he been sent for initiation? Is that why? Is that yeah. Well, I hope he comes back a man. And he's taking shots at you, saying, "Is Flip's brother smarter than him? Because your brother's an actuarial science guy, and you only have an MBA." He's not trying to cause trouble. Do yeah. we even dignify this with an answer? Yeah, that's, that, that, that. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll take him below on because we all know actual science is not a science. Actually, it's mathematics. <laughs> it's not science. Well, I'm I'm a data science engineer, which is an actual science. Um, so we can take that to just actual, and then you not, you calculate risk. So it's all right. And he's trying to defend exactly. <laughs> you you took that on perfectly. Take him on again desperately. I've made the stake before. I hired James only f- to find out that his brother is Jesus. Jesus' cousin twice removed. Jesus and his cousin live in Vietnam. Spoiler alert. So that's Umbolelo trying to say he chose the wrong brother once, wondering if he chose the wrong brother twice. Um, like I say, desperately clinging to power. Uh, Flip, thank you for joining us. We, we could get my brother on here. Let's get him. We could get my brother on here. I mean, he's, a, he's an actuary. Uh, if you can make him speak, it'd be great. <laughs> oh, Flip. Flip. Ryan said, he, yeah, Ryan yes. said he'll arm wrestle you next time you're here. Taken. Done. Right. Yeah, down. that's that. That's a match. Actually, I'm going to promote that. I'm Eddie Hearn of this. Is is Ryan clinically insane? Why would you say that? That's just... <laughs> Ryan was wearing a UFC M&M sleeveless shirt the other day. Frightened me. The man is huge. Um, now he wants to arm wrestle Flip. The whole world has gone yeah. mad. The cats away. The mice have definitely played. Flip, thank you for joining us. Um, it was so awesome meeting you last week. I think everyone was buzzing. It was so cool. We saw people in this building that we've never seen before. Housewives favorite, Flip Fundamava, all the way from France. <laughs> have a good weekend, buddy. Enjoy all the sports. We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Keep well. See you next week on The Long Lunch. The Long Lunch. This is the PTP show. Listen, all jokes aside, we're wrapping it up. I think we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, The PTP show has been a joke. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for everyone who's come in with the cool comments, sharing our content. I've had a hell of a blast. MKT, hopefully he's back from Monday, but if not, the seat is very, very comfortable. Um, I want to thank everyone on the team here who've made so easy, so easy, such good stuff. I want to thank all the idiots in the sports world that have given me so much content to talk about during the week. Uh, everything, 
Cliff Central Sports, Cliff C Sport, Senzo what? It's Cliff Central Sports on YouTube, yeah. Cliff Central Sport on the podcast, Cliff C Sports on the social medias. Mm-hmm. Senzo, thank you for all your support this week. You've been a great co-host. Ryan, James, the guys on the cameras, the guys on the mics, the ones and twos, and mostly everybody who has taken the time. It is two hours every day. It is a lot of time to give to a certain set of guys. We are thankful every time you click play. We're only here because of you. The PTP show is going to hibernation. MKT is back on Monday. Great sporting weekend. Turkish Grand Prix. Boxing. I think there's some, some NFL. UEFA Nations League UEFA final. UEFA Nations League final. France versus Spain. Spain. How could I forget? Oh, yes, because probably I don't want anything to do with Paul Pogba. Have a good weekend. Back on Monday. We are the hell out of here. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com